what it is. I know we've been gone for a couple weeks here, but we're back. We're back like a heart attack. It's another episode of Two Detroit Nerds. I'm out here with Dom. Dom, what's good? Adam, let me first start off saying happy fucking new year, bro. Happy new year. We made it another another year here, bro. We did it, man. Safe. You know what I'm saying? We're healthy. We did it. Shit's about to start getting getting put in the first gear here for us. I'm I'm feeling great, bro. Yeah. Not to sound cliche, but it's the new year, bro. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever the fuck it's got to bring. It's 2023. This is Blade Runner year. This is yeah. the year where everything gets technologicized. This is the year where we're on the internet forever. This yeah. is the year where everything gets streamlined. That we're we're in your content mill. We're in your your Rolodex of shit that you listen to. We're on now. So I got a lot of stuff that's coming up. We want to tease some really interesting shit that's coming. Big, bigger than interesting. Yeah. Bigger than interesting. We're we're about to go live with video this month. And it's about to be real sick. It's about to be real tight. It's about to be real OD lit. And um, we're going to be doing it at Space Lab Detroit. It's going to be a sick podcast studio. You guys are going to get to see it on our YouTube channel. It's going to be called Two Detroit Nerds on YouTube. You're going to check that out. You're going to get into it. You're going to get obsessed with it. You're going to get obsessed with us. And you're going to love the show. So that's what's coming up. That's on the uh, on on the on the the what is it? The roster. The roster. The roster for this Hell yeah. month. And I'm fucking excited because we've been talking about doing a, a video uh, podcast since we started this. Yeah, bro. And now, we, now we finally have like a whole setup like ready to go and we're ready to do this. So. They finally get to see our pretty faces now too. Yeah. See what we look like behind these mics. Exactly. You're going to see how fresh we are. You're going to start seeing how you should be dressing. You're going to start seeing how you should be acting. This is really uh, going to be a tutorial for everybody as to how to be fresh, yeah. how to be lit. And we're going to be walking you through it. But Today, we're going to just do a quick recap of the year of all the best stuff we saw, all the best stuff we watched, and we're just going to talk about it because, honestly, this is the kind of episode where it's just about reflecting on 2022 because recap. this was a crazy year for content. This was a crazy year for, well, I want to stop right there because this was actually a bummer year for one genre that we talk about, which was video games, and I'll get into that because I really do think that we didn't see enough good this year with video games, but this was a smash out year for anime. So yeah. which, which do you want to tackle first, Tom? Which do you want to get into? Let's uh let's say the best for last, bro. Let's jump right into the video games. All right, man. I'm pretty sure we both both know <laughs> what the high point of the year for a video game was. At least, yeah. uh, at least speaking from us. I know from what I from what you've told me in the past, I know it's for you too. So. Yeah, I mean, Call of Duty was the game of the year. This was the game that everybody played. This is the game that everybody got. I mean, I don't know one person that doesn't have Call of Duty. Even people that didn't play shooters, for some it. reason, they've just bought Call of Duty. It's the name. The name sells no matter what. Yeah, I mean, it's the Coca-Cola of video games, guys. If, if you haven't played it, I don't know what you're doing. But it for me, it was another Call of Duty. It was exactly yeah. what you were going to expect. It had some good mechanics. It brought back some of that nostalgia of like the first and second Modern Warfare that we all know and love, but it was another Call of Duty. Yeah. It was just like, it was just the conveyor belt of what you expect from a Call of Duty, from a premier AAA shooter, and there wasn't really much else. And frankly, there was another game that I was really excited for that fell flat on its fucking face, <sighs> Battlefield, 
that really set the tone for what video games were this year. Bro, I they thought were, that was going to be the takeover this time, you know? I mean, I'm sure you know. I know. It's, and no matter how big of a fan anybody is of Battlefield, it always came second to Call of Duty, at least in my opinion, in terms of, in terms of everything. Sales, popularity, for me personally, gameplay. But I'll tell you, bro, that trailer, 2042, that shit, I, I, I was convinced. I'm like, this is the one. I mean, how how could you not be when that trailer had everything you wanted in a shooter, like showing you back-to-back just incredible shots, incredible gameplay, the best graphics I'd ever fucking seen yeah. on a shooter with some of the most fluid, like, like cinematic backdrops, explosive environments, just what you're looking for when you're looking for, like, a AAA title. And, of course... It was Battlefield, so I was like, okay, that's that's my personal favorite shooter, even though it's second to Call of Duty in sales and in popularity. For me, that's the game that I go to when I go to a shooter. So I was like, this is it. This is the year that Battlefield takes over. Same. This is the year that everybody finally understands what I've been talking about when I've been saying Battlefield is that game. Yeah. And it sucked. Yeah, it was it was it was it was terrible. Like and the craziest part was it was such to me, at least from what I've seen, what I've read. It seemed like it was such a small aspect that was ruining the game. It no. wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a multitude of things. It wasn't like your your normal EA. Uh, EA makes it. Yeah, EA makes it. Yeah, it wasn't your normal EA release where you know you got microtransactions up the ass. Where some of these games in the past from EA were just pay to win. Yeah, pay That's to win. Work. <laughs> pay to win. So the the craziest part was to me it was just they just they never <clears throat> excuse me kept their uh their game mechanics fluid and up-to-date, which was crazy to me that it was coming from Battlefield. Most other titles, a lot of other AAA titles, had I seen their rollout, their release, and then just to find out it was something like that, mm-hmm. I'd be way more understanding. I get it. Hey, it's happened in the past. Not giving you no excuse, no credit for what you're doing wrong, mm-hmm. but at least it's expected. Whereas with this, I was like, there's no way. Is this Battlefield? Yeah. I'm like, how? Is this Battlefield from 2009? Yeah. Like, what like, the fuck? Are we I, on the first PC release you ever got a Battlefield? Like, yeah. Come on, you guys. It, it, was, um, it was mediocre at best, and at worst, it was unplayable. Yeah, which I is think. which is just, what can you do with that? Just You might as well just use that fucking thing as a uh, drink coaster at that point. I mean, it is now. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally set my drinks on it. It, it is unplayable. The game uh, has some of the worst, like, graphic rendering. I guess that's the word when... You know, you you're you load into a game and there's the the graphics are muddy. Yeah, the, the frames are real bad. The, it's not picking up. The frames are real bad. I, I was like, is something wrong with my Xbox? Yeah. Like I had to check my own shit because I was like, there's no way they released a game that doesn't load. No. Nope. Like I, but they did, and you know they've done updates. They've done. We've heard all of the, oh, this is going to be an update that's going to fix it all. This is going to be the update that fixes it. And, and every single time they put it out, it just they don't fix the core of the game, which I don't think they can fix. I think they no. have to, they'd have to recall yeah, the game. They're too far gone now. They, they, they're, they're, it's been out for too long, from my understanding. And that was also one of the bigger letdowns to me was like, you know, I'm, I'm all for forgiveness. I'm all for waiting. I'm all for giving the benefit of the doubt. But it's like they haven't done much to fix their game. I mean, we, we've seen past games have the worst releases you could have imagined for the mm-hmm. title to release, and then over a little period of time, they fix exactly what was wrong with it, and then the game gets right back off and it gets booming again, almost mm-hmm. as if it just released again, but yeah. how it should have been. Whereas with this, they're just like, ah, they paid the 60 bucks, they paid the 100 bucks, 
we're good. You know, hundred bucks. Let's yeah. get let's get into that for a second. I think it should be illegal that they were able to get people to pay for that pre-ordered uh hundred ninety nine ninety nine. Uh, package that came with all the opposed, supposed DLCs that I don't think are ever even going to come right, out. Right? Yeah, not point. now. Yeah, and and all these promises that you were going to get with that hundred dollars that you put down on a single video game, and for it to be as bad as it is, that should literally be illegal. I don't understand how they haven't gotten in trouble for that. I don't understand how the Federal Trade Commission hasn't come in and said, "What was this? We need to." penalize dice and ea for releasing a game that does not work i think it really speaks to the bigger picture of how video games are viewed in commerce yeah where they're not taken as seriously no because if this was a car if this was a, a television and it recalls up the ass bro and they're gonna give you you're gonna have not i don't want to say vouchers but you, you a recall literally entitles you to either do one or two things from my understanding you're gonna get your money back in yeah. full yeah and in most cases you're going to be given something on top of that for yeah. the inconvenience of the purchase, yeah. you know, or yeah. it's going to be a full fix. And it's it's even crazier to me now that you just brought that up because there's other games mm-hmm. have gone through that, mm-hmm. which blew my mind that this didn't. Uh, yeah. I think um, Cyberpunk Cyberpunk was one, yeah, because they released they rolled it out on both new gen and the old gen consoles because mm-hmm. they were still fairly new at the time. The new gen. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, they took the game off Steam. You yeah. couldn't find it for a while, and they were they had they were like ordered to refund people their money because you're selling an unfinished product. Yeah. And in 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 no other market, in no other area of sales, can you do that and get away with it? You cannot. You can't. And I and the good thing you brought up Cyberpunk twenty twenty seventy seven because it's on the Xbox Marketplace right now for thirty dollars. It's another game that I've heard only terrible things about but apparently they fixed some big aspects of it but this is getting to my bigger point about 2022 and video games why are there so many fixes why are there so many games that are coming out that are not finished why are we accepting that as yes we're letting it happen it's incredible to me that this has become the standard now it's normal And, and, and i've had this conversation millions of times with people other buddies of mine me and you have had a lot I will never come to understand how we have been in and are still currently in the ages of the advancement of technology, meaning everything technological should be getting better, easier (laughs) to use, more convenient, should really do more for you. How in possibly, not in all of media, but in majority of media, the video game world blew up, blew up with, with the addition and help from microtransactions of course the internet aids that help mm-hmm. um streaming all these things help towards that so when you got all this new money now fluctuating to these companies these mm-hmm. brands these huge names that already had already were probably close mm-hmm. to if not billion dollar companies mm-hmm. where's that cutoff line of okay we're fucking up big time here by not releasing these games as they were back in the day back in the day we were paying what 40 50 bucks for games yeah whole fully completed the game Fully completed game. There was nothing left out. There was little to no bugs, and if there were, they were always they would always be fixed. But I I feel like I feel like that sense of care due to money and monetary gain just flew the fuck out the window, and nobody chased after it to grab and bring back where it should be. No. And, and and I don't think I, I won't be the downer here and say it'll never come back. But with the way they've been going at it right now, 
it's going to be a little while, I feel like, because it's it's like you said, it's most games nowadays. Don't get me wrong. There's exceptions. There's exceptions to the games that have come out that just do it perfect from start. Yeah. Cough, cough, Elden Ring. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's just the minority that will never outweigh the majority, especially in this case. And that's what I'm looking at. And And, and that's really the point is that we're seeing this standard of you're going to get the game and it's not going to work for the first month. And then it'll eventually get better. And then we just accept that this is the process of yeah. how a game should come out. And it's like you you rewind the clock 10 years and that would have been unheard of. Yeah. That would have been completely out of bounds. No uh, um, uh, developer worth their salt would even attempt to do something like that. But because I guess maybe because they have live updating available now or because video games uh, are just such big industry making uh, elements now that they just have so much pressure on them that they just got to get something out under that, you know, holiday release that they're not even actually worried about finishing it on time. They just want it on the shelves, yeah. which says more about us as consumers that they can bank on us going to go get it. Yeah, we enable it for sure. We're enabling. Purchases are still being made regardless, especially like I'm a victim of it, bro. Every every Call of Duty release, for example, for the last six, seven years. Mm -hmm. No bullshit, bro. Every year a new one has come out. I've seen the trailer in my head first thought, oh, this looks pretty cool. I'm not going to buy this, though. No. Because my golden days of Call of Duty were 14 years ago now when, when when it was at its peak for me. So... The way they're just looking at it, no, I again, I'll, I'll just never understand it. And I get it is our fault. It definitely, definitely is our fault. But as much as it speaks about us as a consumer, it speaks the same about these developers. Because it, there's, like I said, there's, there's a sense of care that's just not there anymore. And it's sad because we have all the tools to make what one would call a perfect video game. You Literally. have your exceptions of some. Right. Don't get me wrong. But right. it's little to a lot. And... The a lot is much, much, much more in this case. And, and we're there now. Like, we're there with video game development that there really should be no excuse. Like no, at you, all. If you got to put it off for another six months, put it off. Do it. A year. A year if you got to put up. And, and we're seeing some games do that. We're seeing games get pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And honestly, that used to bug me. I get excited for it now. But I get excited for yep. it because I'm like, wow, they're putting in the time. Yeah. They're actually trying to make this a good game and not just a brand that they can market and just get you to to like the idea of that game being good rather mm-hmm. than actually being a good game. And um, no, I, I definitely get excited for it. But um, I wanted to talk about a specific game that has just always perplexed me. And I think this is finally the year where I have to focus on this and figure out why it's just so pervasive and why I see ads for it all the time and why I don't understand why specifically Black people love this game so much. Oh, Fortnite. Oh <laughs> what man! Is, why do? Why is Fortnite like the cultural icon? Why is Fortnite such a big game? Ah, I I can answer that for sure. So first <laughs> and foremost, Hold on, wait. And why is it only marketed to like black people in and the like suburbs? Sixteen, kids, yeah, sixteen like year olds and under. Old. So <laughs> what is that? What from? I'll, I'll, let me first say this. I was like, when, for, when Fortnite came out and it dropped and it was mm-hmm. actually getting its popularity the way it was, I was the first person to say, I'm never playing that shit. Yeah. It looks whack. Right. Too cartoonish. Yeah. Too kitty. All this. A little bit of time goes past. I finally fell to peer pressure of some of my friends. And I'm like, you know what? Let me download this. And I'll be the first to say this. That was the game that 
gave me that that old school feel of coming home from school on a Friday. You got the weekend off. You got all your snacks ready. You know you're about to game for like a cool eight, nine hours straight yeah. it, on a multiplayer. That game brought that back for me. And really? I know that sounds crazy, but there was something about it. I don't know if it was fresh to me because I hadn't played any other Battle Royales at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know that was like the booming genre at the time. Mm-hmm. Still, I mean, still really is right now. That's probably the most popular watch stream like type of video game yeah. from my understanding. But that would be the first reason for me personally. Second, and I think generally all fans or not, or even if you're not a fan of the game can agree to this. It is an Epic Games production. Yeah. Epic Games makes Gears of War. Right. Um, which which black people like myself also love. Oh, Gears which, of War. Yeah, so Epic knows something with, yeah. <laughs> with the demographic yeah. they're getting going. You know what I'm saying? They, they know a little something on how to keep you hooked. But yeah. I, uh, to, to relate it to the topic we were just on about mm-hmm. just not really caring about your products and getting it out, they I've almost seen no company come to their fans, their audience, their communities questions and, and, and literally answer and give them more on top of it with just that. Again, I, I had a period of time I was running this game all the time with my boys. Every day I was coming home from work. Holy I'm on shit. Fortnite. I'm on Fortnite. I'm on Fortnite. Really? I've almost never glitched in the game, lagged out out of thousands of plays, maybe a handful of times. Mm-hmm. And the main thing for me that that made them just have such a, a good high standard in my head for how they were handling mm-hmm. and working with their game. Mm-hmm. I ran into a hacker one time. One time. Really? Even all my other boys, I have a boy who still plays to this day faithfully. He's mm-hmm. He's got way more hours logged in than I do. He's almost, I don't think he's ever come across one. And it wasn't nothing like, wasn't no blatant, ah, it was kind of blatant actually, but it wasn't no like uh, wall hack, Aimbot, God Mode. I guess it was a slightly God Mode. It was a character whose uh, their avatar was invisible, but their gun was showing. That's all it was. Oh, true. And and they just, bro, I'm telling you, like, they just, they really adhere to their game because it's like, again, I, I, I almost see no complaints. Even with all these new updates, these new seasons they've come out with, whenever they've changed the mechanics of the game, mm-hmm. I see little to no complaints, unless you're just, you know, a whiny little bitch, but <laughs> it is what it is. I personally don't really play it as much now. Yeah. Again, Call of Duty kind of took over, so yeah, we, nah, we know yeah. about that. It's like whether, yeah, we're, we're on, uh, sorry, that was my girlfriend, Allie. She just came in the room. We, we got these new lab mics, guys. So oh, yeah, probably, how could we forget to tell yeah, them? That's probably why you guys can hear us crystal clear, and it sounds like we're on two mics instead of us having to share one, which yeah. is what we've been doing. So uh, it's it's also good because I can kind of be a little bit more hands free with the show, but uh, no, I mean because I do gesticulate, I do use my hands a lot when I talk. Hey, I, I'm the same way, bro. So as soon as you said these were coming, I was like, I, I just envisioned in my head. I'm like, man, I can yeah. walk it around here, get into my combos, but I'm like, yeah, let me keep it light for now. Right, right. We'll save, we, we'll save some st- more of that for the video. We're still, yeah, we're still in in the testing phase of this. I, I I'm still treating it like it's a microphone because I don't know if I stand up right now if it's gonna. <laughs> A cord's gonna get dragged. Yeah, Yeah. right. But um, no, I mean, uh, yeah, Fortnite has always perplexed me because of what you said earlier, where it just looks too cartoony for me. Mm -hmm. It looks too like, like, uh, looks like a kids game. A kids game too ADD'd out, where you've got thirty things you're doing at once while you're shooting. It just for me, I, I never really got into it, but I can't deny 
this we're now four years into this game. Easily the most I and I hate to admit it's easily the most popular video game of all time. Of all time. Easily. It's bigger I could I even say it's bigger than Halo? Yes. Because it captures a bigger demographic. It, it does, because Halo, especially at the time of its peak, Halo I felt like was more for your like older teams at the time. Like there there wasn't again, it it was real, real like kept within a certain realm at the time because mm-hmm. You know, with the introduction of cross-play and then yeah. multiple servers opening up across the world. Now right. we have everybody in the world playing at all times, whereas back in those days it was like just Xbox players or mm-hmm. just PC players interacting, which is which I understand. I mean, it, it, you know, they had to work with what they could. But, yeah. I mean, you, you, you see Fortnite, bro. You see all their drops, their rollouts. I mean, they, these guys had – they did things in games that no other video game has ever done. They had a fucking in-game concert, a Travis Scott concert. <laughs> what the like, fuck? And we were, it was it was crazy, bro. Because in yeah. my head, I'm like, what is this gonna be? Yeah, hype as fuck. They <laughs> literally, literally, it was like there was a time period where for for the day that the day or two the concert was going on, yeah, like loading into a game, yeah, they put they paused all that. There was no like online. There was there was online, but there was yeah. no like matchmaking. Right from the for the time period that it was going. You would, you know, still invite your boys, and there yeah. was a, there was a huge mass of people doing this. At once. You would join up with your boys in the lobby, yeah. enter the lobby, yeah, and then all the other players were also, and not everybody at once, but yes. it was multiple lobbies, and then you would get in. Um, you're like your building, your building was enabled, but I think like your web, there was no weapons. All weapons were disabled, and you couldn't do certain things. You couldn't like take somebody's health down, those yeah. types of things. And then you get to this area, and it was bro, it was like. You're like an ant-sized man. Yeah. You're still your normal size character, but to this just behemoth of Travis Scott, and oh, he's in yeah. there fucking performing like sicko mode. Stargate Bro was mind blowing, right? I just the idea in and of itself, when you get just if it's just spoken to you, yeah, it doesn't sound like it's much. Like, oh, what is this? Right. But when you're actually in it and you're like doing, it, bro, it was just it literally felt like we were all at a concert, bro, just from <laughs> my home. Fuck? It was Dude, awesome. I I did not even know that that happened. Yeah, Travis, it was huge, bro. A Travis Scott concert in in a video game, and this is another thing. Let's just go to an aside real quick. Why is Travis Scott like synonymous with like McDonald's and video games when this man is talking about uh, uh, Molly and Lean and Booger and, Sugar and, and, and yeah and all what, these other things? What, so what is that juxtaposition of those two things? Where where, where where do they correlate? Yeah, where does that come from? So, I mean, as much of a Travis Scott fan as I am of his music, mm-hmm. not him, okay, he is the definition of an industry plant. Yes. He is literally the, the guy that fits all the stereotypes of just having the biggest and best industry backing that you could. You, you see it, bro. I mean, the guy, you know, is as is, is good of a performer as he is. You will look at the credits on his music. You will look at his videos. This is all like Mike Dean, yeah, Kanye. You know what I'm saying, Kanye? Mm-hmm. Like all these other people. And then his popularity, his fame, just shot through the roof. He was with Kylie Jenner. Mm-hmm. He had some of the hottest shoe drops of any celebrity. Yeah, and, and I mean, athletes are included in that too. Some yeah. of the hottest ones of all time. And that and um, his music. He had that gathering of like. There, there's like a similar sense of, to me at least, I, mm-hmm. I always like compare Playboy Cardi fans with Travis Scott fans, not in the sense of mm-hmm. how they are per, like in their personal lives, but right. 
but just how they interact with certain things like the internet, media, and the type of music they vibe towards. So I think that was he just had the right backing and and he had everything going for him at the perfect time to get all these brands and all these deals. And they couldn't look away from the guy. Do you think it was a right place, right time thing, or do you think he was sort of chosen for that role because they were trying to like I like think, they were trying to put him out there, like like kind of how Drake was I, done, right? Also, how Drake was done, but I think also like record labels were looking for how can we make more money off of rappers, and they were using Travis Scott as like a test subject. Yeah, like, he was okay. the epitome of all this now. Yeah, he's he's the 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 what's it called the base the standard. Here's yeah. what we go by now. Here's what we do now. Yeah. We get you with your McDonald's uh, mm-hmm. collab. We get you on Fortnite. Your Jordans. We get, we get you with a shoe deal. Because they're making a cut off of all that. It's not like Travis is getting all the all the brand. Um, well, he doesn't own his name. Himself. No, which, which is a joke. Because yeah. in today's age, you should be. But right. for him, I mean, I, I don't blame him. I, this guy's rich up the ass, like no, like none other. So I, you know, right. if somebody came and told me, "Hey, we're cutting you 20, 20 mil mm-hmm. out of this hundred million dollar deal with McDonald's," you want in? Fuck yeah, sign me up, bro. Right, right. But um. Honestly, I think I truly and honestly think like like we talked about off the air before about Drake. It's it's a lot of that right place, right time. Because if you go and listen to before he was like as big as he is now, Mm -hmm. like his first few Mm mixtapes, it's not that that creative side or that signature sound he has wasn't there. Mm. It just wasn't fully polished and developed yet. No, it wasn't. And while while his you know his rise to fame, I feel like from what we know outside of behind the scenes, to me was quick. I'll mm-hmm. give you that because I remember when I first heard him, I heard about him through uh, they had a good music compilation album, Cruel Summer. Cruel Summer, yep. And it was like you know everybody from Good Music was on there. They each had a couple songs, yada yada, whatever it was. That's where I first came about him from. Wasn't the most impressed with what I heard, but I liked it a little bit. My brother and one of my cousins really got me into it more with his mixtape Days Before Rodeo. Fire mixtape. Very fire. That was lit. And I remember the I remember the authentic buzz about yeah, that. Right. Because... And that was before, in my opinion, this this industry plant thing came about. Now, of course, yeah. it could have been a work, you know, a plan in the works mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from anything else we knew about. But how I mean, you you can't go wrong with, with the backing he had, bro. I mean, you got Mike Dean's a legendary producer. Like, this guy's got credits that few to none can say they have. Yeah. You know, accolades, all that kind of shit. Right. Then you got Kanye at this time. This was, what, 2010, I think? Mm-hmm. Or 2012. Days Before Oreo came out 2012. This is, I think, no. in, this is in the same time that Kanye had released Yeezus. Yeah, this is two years after fucking My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, his art, his best album. Yeah. This then is... you got Yeezus, who maybe with majority of his core diehard fans weren't receiving it well, but me, I love. Oh, I thought, bro, I think that's one of his best albums. Like I... to do, to do what he did, yeah. and test those barriers. The way, like, I'll, I'll be honest. My first listen, I was like, "What is this?" Me too. I was like, "I've I've never heard anything from Kanye like this," and it wasn't necessarily in a good light. I was like, "Ah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this." Then yeah. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. I'm listening. A year may have passed, maybe some months. I'm listening to the other big artists around who necessarily mm-hmm. necessarily weren't on that same wave of sound, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Hold on, I'm hearing this already. Where did I yeah. hear this from? Yeah, where am I hearing this this electronic fucking yeah. into the." 100 years, 200 years into the future, future type music, but 
lyrics are still keeping with today. I'm like, oh my god, bro. And then I kept listening, kept listening. I'm like, this is a masterpiece. It's and it like you just said, it's a, literally an album from the future. It's literally something that was beyond the time period that it came yeah. out. If you listen to on site, you're like, this is a song from Love the future. Like this is a song le- legitimately from 50 years in the future. Yeah, and it had uh, a, a it wasn't trying to be futuristic in the way in which like I mean Daft Punk did produce it, but like it's not. It's not Daft Punk as in it's like future electric. Right. It was futuristic. Oh, this is rap. As in it was rap taking on a totally new form. And it was really um, challenging mm-hmm. in that first listen. But, you know, just to skip forward, what also gave me that feeling of like challenging, futuristic, but like probably not as good of quality as Jesus, but still gave me that same feeling was uh, Playboy Cardi's album, Whole Lot of Red. Yeah, the because first... it, it wasn't received too well at first. A lot of people were on that. What the? What is this? What like is we this? waited for this, right? And I, I'll say this: I'm not the biggest Playboy Cardi fan, but you know, I'm 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 in tune with music, not as much as the you know, not as much as anybody that's fully in. But I'm in tune enough to have an idea of the scoop, what's going on, what's popular, what's everybody on at the moment, and mm-hmm. I, I'll definitely give credit to Playboy Cardi's his movement. I mean, look look at. This man has a cult following. Now, of course, I'm not going to agree with his image all the time or necessarily uh, the message he's putting out in his music, but I can't I can't deny he's doing something that's working. He's, I'll never yeah. deny that, bro. He's yeah. got a huge following, like, to the point where I feel like he could just get his fans to pretty much do anything he asked them to. Like, mm-hmm. even some of the biggest artists out that have been out for 10 years, 15, 20 years, they can't even do something like that. Nope. It does take a new, it does take a new uh, personality to really latch on to something that's cutting edge. Yeah. Because if you're old, you're kind of set in your ways. Yeah, you won't get out of it. And you're not even going to see what that new thing could be. At all. Because you're too focused on what's already been working for you, Mm -hmm. you know? You're content. You don't need anything else outside of it, which is okay. I'm fine Mm -hmm. with that, but I'm, me personally... My mind stays open to new stuff because the way my brain works, there's a lot of times, bro, like, I, I won't necessarily say I get sick of, like, the stuff that I like. I mm-hmm. don't get sick of it, but mm-hmm. as I've been growing, I've been yearning for, like, I need more on this palette now. Mm-hmm. Like, here's what was on my palette. Okay, we can slide this over, put it in storage. I'm always come back to this. Right, right. What else could I go and find that I might like now? Right. I found a lot of stuff, like, in these last five to six years that I never would have thought from before then I would have took interest in it all. So um, on the on the negative note of yeah. rap, what were some of the worst releases this year for you? See, that's I mean let me let me look for you because that that's for me that's a tricky question for me and I'm going to tell you why. I'm not the biggest uh let me go, like, let's say in a month, 10 albums drop, right? Mm. I'm not that person that's like, I'm about to go listen to all these and see what I feel like about them. I'm, yeah. At least right now, musically, I'm kind of like, if it's not somebody I'm already, like, really super, like, heavily fucking with already, mm. Mm. or if it's not someone who I've maybe seen a video or two of or heard a song or two, and I'm like, oh, I kind of like this. Let me see what this new shit's about. Mm. I usually don't right away check it out. 
Yeah. I within time I always end up doing it, but to keep up with times, I'm not the best. But um No, I'm the same way. I, I was gonna say though, the worst album in twenty twenty two for me was definitely honestly never mind. Oh, Drake. oh yeah. That yeah. should have been the first one. Yeah, easily, bro, because listen, we've had our discussions about Drake. Yeah. I know how you feel. I feel very similar. I do like Drake though, as no, an he's artist. Great. He's yeah. like like no, there's nobody on the planet Earth that can deny how, like, he's good. He's very good. I'll give him that. Now, does he have a lot of shit that I don't like about him? Of course. I mean, there's few rappers that I, I won't feel that way about because that's just how I am. I'm, I'm a nitpicker, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I look for a lot of stuff. You do certain things in a certain light. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Can't really ride that. But honestly, never mind. Garbage. Garbage. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I, I, I get so sick and tired of, like, talking to people about that album and they tell me, oh, you got to give it a chance. You really got to listen. You gotta listen to it more than once. I don't. Yeah. I'm not like I'm not like you you people that need <laughs> yeah. to do that. I don't yeah. because all for me, all it can take me is one to two listens. I know what it's about. I know what it's pushing, and I'm like, ah, this isn't for me. It's it's not, and it's and it's more than just not being for me. There's things I think are very good that aren't for me. This was bad. It was just a bad album. Yeah, this and, was bad. And what it was proof of, and this is something that Drake has to learn over and over again, is that he can't walk on water. Drake is an artist that makes good music at a certain tempo with certain features Stick on with certain that. beats, and you do that, and you're one of the best there is. Yeah, you stray away from that, and you reveal to us that you're actually not that good. You're not, and it, <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it like it it really speaks like not to sound like I'm hating on the guy because I'm not, bro. He's successful as ever. He's doing his thing. He's doing I his only thing. give props to people like like I'll yeah. only give you props for that. For me though, it's like. But kind of like you just said, that, that fame and him being like, again, not my personal favorite. He was on that number one spot for a minute, bro. Like when, from when he came out from his first album on to like, I want to say at least to like his fifth. Yeah. There, there was nobody was even coming close to his sales. No. Nobody was coming close to the wave that he was like. Everybody I know literally for a period of time. Drake was always in your playlist. He yeah. always was. So what does that say? Now that says one of two things. Is that us? Is that us just being so ready for that next grab that we're just accepting it's like we think in our heads is it's good as it probably not with his earlier shit, with his newer shit though. That is what it is. And mm-hmm. I don't think especially in his case, as big of a star as he is, sometimes you're as big of a star as you are from what you built that upon. Right, not how far you can take that, and that—that's yeah. a. Per- this is the perfect case. This is a perfect example because yeah. I like, I, I'm I'm cool with you know trying out different sounds. I, I'm all for that, bro. Especially if you can make it work. Like right. we just, like Kanye, he made that work perfectly. Right, multiple occasions he's made that work. 808s and heartbreaks. Never thought a day in in my life if I heard an R&B album by Kanye, I would like it. That's one of my favorite albums by him. Also, is that so? Yeah, it it, it speaks more about the artist itself than the music they're making. Yep. And I, and I think uh, with with Drake, we we don't need an experimental album from you. Like we need. Exper- He's done enough. Yeah, we we need we need an experimental album from Kanye. We need yeah. experimental albums from Playboy because these are rappers that, for me, are they transcend rap. Like, yeah, they are really market makers mm-hmm. when it comes to art in general. Drake is a recording artist. Yeah, he, he doesn't even write all of the shit. Yeah. I mean, Kanye doesn't either, but at least Kanye has a backing of he's a master producer. This man level. gets in the fucking lab, and you're like, how? Yeah, how did you? How, what did? 
what inspired that? What what are you hearing in your head for this to be the result? Right. And and like when you have somebody like Drake straying outside of the bounds of what what makes them good, which mm-hmm. is like I said, specific tempo, specific features, and specific beats. And, it's performance. And, and and performance. And we get uh, a masterwork. Yeah. But when you're not in that place, don't try to don't don't punch above your weight class. Ever. You know? And I think uh, when you're when you're looking at that, it, it really reveals like there's real like as 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 Meek Mill says, there's real levels to this shit. There is. And and like yeah, like while Kanye might be on Drink Champ saying Drake is the greatest rapper alive, he's talking about a specific Drake. Yeah. He's talking about a specific moment in, in time. Mm-hmm. When we zoom out and we look at the pantheon of rappers, yes, Drake will be remembered for his his record sales, having the 2010s on lock. Yeah being that pop artist that we all like. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the rappers, we can't really put... We can't, He's down. Yeah, we, we can't put him next you, to... You can't even put him up there, bro, because no. I, I, I can't at least, because we're talking about rapping. We're not, like, for those that don't know, there is a difference in rap and hip-hop. Yes. Big difference. Yeah. As a rapper, the probably most crucial credential you need to have on your resume... Is your pen game? Yeah, because that's what, like obviously you know we're in nowadays. The beats are more important to a majority of people that listen to music. And unfortunately, this is, and this is why Drake thrives. This exactly this, is where he thrives because yeah. there's there's almost there's probably never been a better time for production and rap because right. just at, at a time where you I was even thinking like bro I, at the time of listening to songs like I would say like 2013 and from before I was like bro. Like thinking, I've heard every like the, every cold beat you could possibly hear under the mm-hmm. sun. Fast forward ten nine to ten years, and I'm still being wild at beats nowadays. I'm yeah. like, whoa! But yeah. but the, the pen game is just so crucial. That's why, like artist wise, Kanye is my favorite artist. When people ask me my favorite rappers, though, mm-hmm. as much as I would like, you know, my bias would love to say his name. I can't say that because there is a different craft that goes into. Only my name is on the credits for my my whole verse, my yeah. whole song. Like, yeah. and I, you know, I understand people have to be given credits nowadays. Like, me and you are in the studio, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm penning my whole song out, and then you're like, say this word right here instead of that. Mm-hmm. You have contributions on my song now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. so I, I do kind of get that fine line where like. I could be wrong for saying like if you have anybody else on your on your uh your album, mm-hmm. I could be wrong for saying oh they wrote that for you because you know you know what I'm saying like yeah I wouldn't not in a fucked up way but I wouldn't give you full credit for my song no. if you add a word in my lyrics you know what I mean exactly whereas we ha- we literally have proof bro of reference tracks mm-hmm. what was my man's name Quentin Miller this dude literally <laughs> was writing songs. And I get it. And I'm not saying just because you have a good pen game, it's going to hit and be as buzzing as it would for Drake. Drake's a great performer. He can sing and probably rap majority of songs better than 80% of the industry out right now. I I have no problem admitting that. Yeah. But do you get the credit for being a rapper for that? No. 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 And and, and the, the, the genre is too deep and too rich to cheapen it by saying that, Drake is the best of them because right. there's just too many people that, like like you said, are the sole creators of what they make. And it's like the example of like if if you relate it to filmmaking, like there's always a director, of course, right? And there's always a producer, and there's always a, a writer. But like 
to say that you're writer, director, producer, and like Kanye can say that. He's yeah. an auteur. He can do all, yeah. He did all those three things. But if, if Drake was a filmmaker, it would say directed by Drake, produced by someone else, written by, by someone, someone else, else. Yeah. scored by someone else. Yep. So he's he he as an overall uh um product, you know, we're gonna get the headliner or the front man, mm-hmm. which is Drake, but the 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 pieces of it are a lot of other people. There's and they're real spread out, man. It's like it, it's weird because a lot of people that I have this conversation with always say, like, why does that matter? Why does this? Why is that? And and they just to me, those are the people that don't have a love and passion for the core founding of rap. Like people, especially nowadays, newer generation, they they just shit on yeah. the classic artists, the the artists who started all this and really made like set that that stone for what rap is today. Yeah. They shit on a lot of that because they're like, oh, they're only rapping about this, and they got all these generic flows and all that. But it's like you're calling them generic now because you heard a thousand other rappers come out. Of, of course, creativity is going to play its hand in that. Right. Everybody's right. not going to rap the same. Right. But give them an understanding of where this shit came from and what mm-hmm. was really the start to it all because I don't know, man. It's it's, it's weird now, man. It, it really is for me because it's like what, what it takes to be a rapper now is nowhere near what it was then. Like you knew, You knew all these guys back then were like, Doing what they were rapping about. Yeah, I'm not talking yeah. like drug dealing, killing motherfuckers. It was everything they were talking about was like, this is me. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, okay, let me put on this act. Let yeah. me become, let me become Drake. Yep. You know right. what I'm saying? Exactly. This is who I am in the media. Yep. 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 And people, people run with that and they let it, they let it fly so much. And I'm okay with that. A performer is a performer, an actor is an actor. You may not be who you're acting or performing to be. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about it like you are, though. No. Don't it, claim it. Don't claim it. And, and it says everything when, like, Drake will get on a feature of, like, a not-known artist at all. Like, somebody like Black Boy JB. Yeah. Why is he on the song with Black Boy JB? Right. Because Black Boy JB is authentic. Yeah. And he's trying to suck that authenticity of out of Black Boy JB and put it close to him. And he does because, do that. Yeah, and he does do it. And that's why we give him the credit that we do. The culture vulture. He's, he, he is the most successful culture vulture that there ever was. And and we can't deny that there is a skill to that. There is a level of performance. There is a level of dedication, of discipline that you need to have yeah. to be able to transfer somebody as rough and as um as sort of unsynthesized as Black Boy GB and then turn it into a radio hit that, you know, uh, suburban moms know. Yeah, like everybody that, knows it, bro. Like that shit blew up on the internet. Yeah, like that That in itself is a skill, so that's what we can give him. But um, looping this all the way back to Travis Scott, I think what, what we just said, all the things we just said about Drake, we can say about Travis Scott. Yeah, and the, the only, the on, for me, the only reason why I would give Travis Scott more of a pass than Drake is because he like he doesn't deny all of his ghostwriters. He doesn't deny having twenty people working on a song per album. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like yeah. on each song, and he's not really out here like claiming. I, I don't even. I don't get the impression that he's out here claiming to be something he isn't. Like every, I feel like everything he's rapped about, all of his substance, his like. Whatever source he's he's banking off of, like all these things, like still to this day in his huge fame popularity of, of like rising, he's still kind of on that same thing, but in a good way. Mm. He's not like a 
I'm still rapping about drugs. I'm still rapping about this. Like, he keeps that same core value within mm. his songs with changing up the, the sounds a little bit, mm. maybe going over a different beat, maybe hitting a different flow here or there without biting too hard. Mm. And that's why only in that small aspect will I give him the pass. But outside of that, I mean, I mean, you know, he, he's more he's more popular than he is talented. No, and that's all it is. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna say 45 minutes for this, just because I want to check the audio and yeah. I can't do it while we're doing this. But um, I, we should have gotten to anime, but we'll we'll do a full anime episode yeah. next one. Yeah, we did but, get into that right now. Yeah, we did. <laughs> like we nice just, and big. We went we went crazy on rap and on video games, but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at 45 because I want to see how this audio goes. But guys, thank you so much for listening. This was another great episode of Two Detroit Nerds, and we're going to keep it coming with you guys. This is going to be a great month for the show. So if you're just getting on, you're just listening to us, please be sure to subscribe, like the show. Always, you know, shoot us an email at two Detroit Nerds at proton.me. That's two, the number two, uh, Detroit Nerds. Or actually, that's not the email. It's two Black Nerds, the number two Black Nerds at proton.me. <laughs> I swear when you said it, I was like, it is. Yeah. It is that. Yeah, no, that's the not the email. So the correct email is the number two black nerds at proton.me. And shoot us an email. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you didn't like. Tell us what you want us to talk about next episode. And we'll get right on that for you. But otherwise, we appreciate you guys. And we're going to keep it coming with even better content coming up this month. Love y'all. Peace.